Hey guys, it's Bia. Welcome to another episode of the Audience of One podcast. Today I'm here with Miguel Reis, and he's like me, he's also from Brazil. And you're from São Paulo, which city? São José dos Campos. Okay, I have no clue. <laughs> how, how far from São Paulo is it? It's like an hour. Okay, so yeah, not, not bad. bad. Yeah. So I know that you play track, but what other sports have you played? Yeah, I did. Uh, I do track, I do run track, mm -hmm. and I have done uh, soccer when okay. I first got here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with sports. Like, how did it start in general? Mm -hmm. And how many other sports have you played? Like, if not just soccer, like just for fun, maybe? Yeah. We were very lucky uh, to mm -hmm. grow up uh, close to the club. Mm, in that makes a difference. <laughs> so, of course, soccer was the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, we started playing. I started playing since I was like three or four. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I would just walk to the club by myself uh, at some point. Uh, but then we did all kind of sports. Mm -hmm. uh, we would go to school and then whenever we're not in school, mom would drop us at the club. And I did swim, I did tennis, I did karate, I did basketball, I did mm -hmm. handball, I did volleyball. No. Uh, yeah, I did everything that I could. I, I guess mom found a way <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to keep us busy mm -hmm. and I loved it. I, I always was involved with, with sports. Mm -hmm. Soccer was always the main one yeah. that like, I had practice mm -hmm. uh, very often, but I did join all the other sports and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It was kind of like my dad. I asked him like, Oh, what sport did you play? He, like, <laughs> he can name like every single one. Yep. And I think it's so cool. And here in America, it's something that is very common because in school they have the opportunity to play a lot of sports. But in yes. Brazil, it's not that common because we don't have sports in school. We have to go to a club, for example, to play sports. So this is something very different from like Brazil and the United States. Some people come and ask me like, oh, so how did you practice tennis in Brazil? Like, yeah, I had to like go to a tennis club mm -hmm. and pay for my classes yeah. to be able to learn. But in here you have everything in school, so it's way easier. And yeah. how did you come to Christ and how does that like intertwine with your sports relationship? It's hmm. a good question. Uh, yeah, growing up, I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, my grandpa, parent, my grandfather was a pastor, my grandma mm -hmm. did a lot of missionary work. So we, we were always involved in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, go to church every Sunday, even during the week. My dad was uh, very involved as well. But I never understood what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And like who he was and how his death and resurrection would impact in my life. I always knew that there was a God. And like I believe at least that there was a God. But that didn't have an impact in my life. So I knew a few things that uh, we would classify as a sin mm -hmm. and that I knew I should not be doing. Like but, a set of rules. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, those things, oh, you don't get drunk and mm -hmm. things like that. So <clears throat> I, I kept those things in my mind. But it was not until later in my life, I think I was about 20, 23, 24, mm -hmm. that uh, my life was not going well at all. And then uh, I started to think, okay, I know that I'm doing things that is putting me away from Christ. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would start learning more. And actually I started reading a book uh, about changing your life. It was called The Power of the Action, How mm -hmm. to Be Self-Responsible. And I started applying the things of the book to my life. Mm -hmm. And it was a Christian author and I really enjoyed it. And at some point, my aunt sent me a video of a preacher. Uh, he was 
preaching about the things that I was doing already, mm -hmm. but from the Bible. So that was the moment that I said, okay, so I, maybe I should start reading the Bible. At that point, I have never read the Bible myself, mm -hmm. uh, by myself. So I started reading the Bible, I started in the New Testament, and then, man, I was convicted uh, <laughs> about Jesus and who He was, and I understood, okay, now if I'm saying I'm a f Christian, it means that I'm a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then I look back to my life and say, man, my whole life I told everybody I was a Christian. I was just bringing blame to them because mm -hmm. I was living my life completely wrong. Uh, and then, yeah, at that moment, uh, I, have, I believe I have committed my, my life to Christ and I changed from the water, from the wine to the water, mm -hmm. or the water to the wine. <laughs> uh, it was a big change, yeah. And, yeah, and then we are strong since then. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like... This is such a big part of so many people's like life or like thought about the church. Yeah. So, like people have hurt them because we're all sinful mm -hmm. and like we cannot be God. We're not like yeah. Jesus. So so many people have come to me and said, "Yeah, because like those people in the church, like they're not good. They say they're Christians, but they're not." But, like because most people don't really understand yeah. what it's supposed to be a Christian, and obviously even us like. We know now who God is. We still sin, so we're still gonna make yeah. mistakes. But it's hard for people that are not Christians to understand that we're all sinners. It is, right? Yeah. And so, like, you started playing soccer in Brazil, and you came here yeah. to play soccer as well in college, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that story, and how did you come here to the United States? How did it happen? Yeah, that, that's a pretty crazy story, because <laughs> uh, I never thought about coming here. I even mm -hmm. remember. I think it was around <coughs> 2010, I had uh, two friends that came to the U.S. to mm -hmm. study and play. But when they told me how it worked and how much they paid to come, and, and I, I thought, man, that will be impossible. <laughs> like, my family doesn't have any money. I'll never be able to do the same thing. But then fast forward to 2014, uh, my uncle met a guy that knew someone. My uncle was always one of my biggest fans playing soccer, mm -hmm. and he thought uh, I should try to be a pro and things mm -hmm. like that. But I was already old for that, so he said, there is a guy that takes people to the U.S., why don't you do a tryout? So I did. Mm -hmm. But then the guy found a school for me here, and it was way too expensive. Mm -hmm. Not much scholarship, and so it was 2014, I think. I said, I stopped the process in the middle. I lost some money because I had paid him already. A whole lot of money, I yeah. know. <laughs> and, and then I, but I said, okay, yeah, let's just give up. And then a couple of months after I said no, uh, I had a friend playing here in Tennessee. And he texted me and said, Miguel, do you still want to come? Mm -hmm. Because our coach want to bring more Brazilian players. And I could tell him about you. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, perfect, of course, let's mm -hmm. do it. But I was in college in Brazil already. Mm -hmm. And I had left like a year and a half to finish it. What were you studying? I was studying forest engineering. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> career. Uh, so coach, my friend told coach about me. Next day, the coach called me. I remember I was in a class. My phone rings. I got out of class and coach was calling me. He was Brazilian too. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then he told me, basically, he said, you're going to come here. I'm going to bring you. I said, okay, I'll, I'll take that. And like, then, please, please take me there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he gave me two options. He said, you can transfer and finish college here. Mm -hmm. Or you can graduate there. We'll wait. And then you come for a full degree. Mm -hmm. And I spoke with my family. I said, man, if I can go for four years, why mm -hmm. 
then go for it instead of two. So thankfully, coach waited for me. It took a little bit because I graduated, I finished the college there in 2016. Mm -hmm. And then doing all the exam, the English tests, and mm -hmm. I had to do the TOEFL three times. That's rough. <laughs> My English was terrible. I mean, you made it, but it's a rough exam. Yeah, it is. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... And, and it then, gets just more expensive. My sisters are doing it now. Yep. It's like $250 now. Oh, my it's goodness. It's crazy. And then uh, 2017, everything worked out. I got accepted. I got the, the grade that I need in the TOEFL, uh, yeah, and then I came in, in July. Yeah. That's awesome. And nice. you started in what what college did you start playing? Lincoln Memorial University. Okay, LMU. LMU. Yeah. <laughs> and then you transferred here. How was that process of transferring to UC? Yeah, that was pretty crazy too because uh, when coach offered me at LMU, he said, okay, you're going to have to pay 9000 a year. Oh. And like we didn't have that money, but I looked to my mom in the living room and I said nine thousand a year. I looked to her and sh she shake her head saying yes. And I said, okay, coach, we got a deal. <laughs> I felt like Shark takes nine thousand. You got a deal. <laughs> and, but yeah, so I came. My mom, lucky enough, my mom ended up. Uh, she worked for a doctor, and the doctor retired. And so he had to pay her all her years of work. Mm. So that made enough money for my first semester. Mm -hmm. And I had worked in Brazil when I was there. So I had, we put together mm -hmm. it. And I had the money for half of the money for the, no, I had the money for the first semester. Yes. So I came here. And then I was telling all my family, like, they could help me with some money. Give me some money, help me, that after my first year, I'll be full scholarship. Mm -hmm. I guarantee that. <laughs> and I had no clue how, but <laughs> I guarantee and, and then I came, I paid my first semester, and then it was January of 2018, I didn't have money to pay the school. And then I called coach. I said, coach, like, I don't have the money to pay. I needed like 4500 uh, mm -hmm. almost $5,000, and... Coach said, well, you have uh, an, an option. You can come, do the semester, and then you, f you find some work over the summer, mm -hmm. work, and then you pay back the semester. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay right now. I said, that's perfect. Okay, mm -hmm. Call my dad. I said, dad, we might have to do that. He said, no, if you God is directing your heart to do that, go for it. I said, yeah. perfect. So I did. So I come back to school uh, from winter break, and then financial office sent me an email. It was mid-February saying that if, if you don't pay the school or make oh. a payment plan until that date, you're going to get drop off our classes. And if you get drop off classes, we lose our 20. Mm -hmm. If we lose our 10, you got to fly back home. <laughs> so I went to my room. I started basically crying and praying. I said, God, like, if my purpose is to be in the U.S., talk to me. I don't mind going back home and grinding there, but I, I feel that my purpose is to be here. Yeah. To be here, if that's true, speak with me. Mm -hmm. So that night, my roommate came to the room. He was a guy from Greece. He was 19 years old <laughs> at the time. And then he said, Miguel, what's going on? And I said, bro, look to the email here. Uh, and then he took a look on the email. He said, wow, like, mm -hmm. Miguel, how is that possible? Like, the world is falling in your head. Because <laughs> we, we are having some family issues back home, yeah. my, my mom's health. And that with not paying the school. Uh, and I started explaining to him, like, well, bro, the Bible teaches us about the fruit of the Spirit, mm -hmm. which is love, kindness, patience peace 
I don't know how, of course I'm worrying, but uh, I'm in peace. If I have to go back home, uh, I would demand, and he told me, shut up, let me tell you something. <laughs> he was so funny. <laughs> and then he, he sat in his chair and he started telling me a story. Mm -hmm. Like, since I'm a kid, I had many friends and good friends, but a lot of people would get close to me just because the things that I had. But me and you were, like, we are connected. Mm -hmm. We had a little more than a semester, and I know you, and I feel that you know me. That's and cool. at that moment, he starts shaking. <laughs> and he opens his eyes, blue eyes, and he starts getting full of tears. Mm -hmm. And then he said, my grandmom sa saves money for me back home mm -hmm. in Greece since I'm, I was very young. And you are not going back to Brazil mm -hmm. because your purpose is to be in the U.S. That's cool. I will pay your school. Mm -hmm. And I say, dang. <laughs> like his eyes full of tears, my eyes full of tears. Imagine. <laughs> 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 I said, wow, I, say, I told him, bro, if you knew the words that mm -hmm. I prayed this morning about asking Literally. God, and then you tell me that. But uh, I, I I told him, thank you, but I said, man, it's too much money. Like, mm -hmm. it's, if I bought, I was multiplying for the Brazilian currency, like oh, uh, 5,000, 25,000 reais, mm -hmm. like, there is no way I'm borrowing yeah. that money. <laughs> and I told him, I appreciate that, but uh, I... I I believe God can make a way, and He said, "Well, let's make a deal. If mm -hmm. he, until the last moment, mm -hmm. the date that they give to you, you don't find the money, I call the bank, make the transfer, and I pay the school. I know one day you'll pay me back." That's okay. I said, "Okay, we have a deal." So yeah, uh, I decided to keep trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. That was when God opened the door with the track. It was mm -hmm. a long story as well, but the door ended up opening. I was able to get a scholarship. Mm -hmm. I was full scholarship mm -hmm. uh, after my first year. I finished That's the so year with cool. full. <laughs> yeah. And then when I got done, uh, was like April, I was praying because I knew I couldn't fly home. I didn't have the money to fly home. And the dorm would close. Mm -hmm. And I have nowhere to go. And I say, God, like, what do I do over the summer? Mm -hmm. It would, would be awesome if someone would give me a ticket or if I find something to do. Yeah. And it was about Easter time. I came to visit a church, Emmanuel Baptist Church mm -hmm. here uh, in Corby. And I had no clue about Cumberlands at that point. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that day, that Sunday, one of the pastors ended up taking me for lunch. Mm -hmm. And I saw the church, how amazing it was. And there was the, pa pre the pastor preaching. And I said, man, I got to talk to him. Mm -hmm. I waited him at the door. He invited me for lun lunch. We ended up having lunch. During that lunch, he invited me to do an internship with the church over the summer. Mm. And he told me, the only thing is we, we fundraise the money. And in my mind, I was multiplying again, mm -hmm. fundraise type out, like how much <laughs> that cost. Uh, and then I went back, I told him, okay, I'm going to think about it. I went back to LMU, start thinking about it. And I ended up doing the internship because that cover, covers like two months of my summer that I That's had no so place good. to go. Yeah. And the week after that, uh, my pastor from my church at LMU asked me, Miguel, would you like to fly home? Oh, and wow. they gave me a ticket to fly home. <laughs> so it was the perfect plan. I went yeah. home during May. I come back for the internship June and July. That's awesome. I went, went back to class in August. But then when I did the internship with Emmanuel, the guys from the church start saying, oh, you should transfer to Cumberlands <laughs> and be with us here. And, and I told them, man, if you knew what I did for <laughs> scholarship, and if I transfer right now, I don't believe Cumberlands will give me a full mm -hmm. scholarship. I don't have any money. It'll be impossible. So mm -hmm. there was a guy, Mason Elter. He was the worship leader at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember perfectly, we're coming back from somewhere in the van, and he looked to me and said, if you decide to transfer, <laughs> the money is not with you. 
let God work. And I said, dang, no professional, bro. <laughs> and I, I went back to LMU uh, after that summer and kept thinking about it. And mm. so I spent a time, I did, I did the first semester again, uh, my, the first part of my sophomore year. And was toward Christmas, I started praying mm -hmm. and fasting and say, God, should I transfer? Because mm -hmm. at Cummins, I can double major psychology and Christian studies, learn more from, to, from the Bible and keep digging. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like how I would work there mm -hmm. and then was January uh, 2019 I found out that if I would transfer here soccer and track would cover my tuition mm. but I guess how much I would have to pay again <laughs> the same amount and I said dang like <laughs> again God <laughs> and then but I was convicted that I I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And I called my dad and I said, Dad, <laughs> you don't believe that. Because I oh couldn't talk God. to any of the coaches without the release. Mm -hmm. But I, I said, Dad, I think I'm going to ask the release uh, from the teams. And then he asked me, how much are we talking about? I said, 9,000 again. And then he just told me, if you believe that God has put that mm -hmm. in your heart, uh, trust, trust what he's put in your heart. And I said, okay. Uh, oh, he actually, when I told, I said 9,000, he told me, Miguel, I cannot see where we're going to find that money, mm -hmm. because that makes almost 50,000 reais. That's crazy. And, and then I, we, we hang out the phone, and I remember Hebrews 11, uh, and I text my dad, I said, Dad, I cannot see either, but faith is mm -hmm. the assurance of things you hope for. So good. The certainty of <laughs> things you cannot see. Uh, and then I, next week I went to talk to the coach and ask the release and it was funny because the soccer coach was a new one and I told him everything I said coach you might not understand but I need the release I mm -hmm. feel that I gotta go he grabbed the phone and he said Miguel I'll call them right now mm -hmm. if they don't give you a full scholarship don't go mm -hmm. we need you here why do you need to be here you want to be the captain you literally <laughs> he offered me like the world the <laughs> yeah and I said coach I really appreciate that but like I was praying and, and then he told me, go back to your room, pray mm -hmm. one more night. <laughs> I said, okay, like I'll do that. So I did. Mm -hmm. He didn't give me the release right there. I went back, spent some time praying again. Not, nothing changed. I went back to talk to him, mm -hmm. got the release and start praying. Uh, so yeah, that's how I ended up transferring. Mm -hmm. But it was the fun part was when I asked the release in February, I started praying. And then someone, I came to visit Emmanuel again. Mm -hmm. It's an event that we do called Conclave for college students. And someone told me, the same pastor that actually invited me for the internship, Miguel, mm -hmm. you should talk to Haley because mm -hmm. she works in housing uh, at Cumberland and maybe she can get an interview mm -hmm. to, for you to be an RA. It, yeah. I was a, an RA at LMU already. So I spoke with her, and but I knew that usually you got to, be already in the college, mm -hmm. at least for a semester, so you can get yeah. a, apply and stuff. But she ended up getting me an interview. And then, thankfully enough, uh, a friend drove me here to Cummins. Mm -hmm. I did the interview. I was not even registered yet. Mm -hmm. I got the job. <laughs> That's crazy. And that paid 7000 mm -hmm. off the 9000 But it's still like I was still concerned because 2000 makes 10000 mm -hmm. uh, My mom doesn't make that a year. And I was still... Man, I don't want to go through everything again. Yeah. So I kept praying. And then I did the internship with Emmanuel. Again, impact over the summer. Mm -hmm. Amazing internship. And then we had a mission trip to New York. Mm -hmm. And so I was there. And then I was praying. I was talking to my cousin on the phone. And I said, bro, it was a Thursday morning. I said, bro, just pray for me because I'm, I'm concerned. I don't want to go through everything again because yeah. it starts next week. And 
yeah and then he he, he said to me yeah just trust god because you're mm -hmm. taking a step of faith thursday night an, an old man come to the church uh, and his name was uh, Charlie. And then he tells, someone tell me girl to come outside here. So I walk outside to the street, mm -hmm. we sat on the bench. And then he, he asked me, Miguel, tell me again, you are in Tennessee, now you're going to mm -hmm. Kentucky, what's going on? And I saw, like, that was the, I did the missions trip year before, but that was the second time I saw him yeah. alive. And I explained to him everything. And then as I finished talking, he looked to me, pull his wallet off, no way. and then he say, how <laughs> much are you talking about? Mm -hmm. He writes a check, mm -hmm. put on my hand and paid everything. That's crazy. And I looked to him, I was like, why are you doing <laughs> that? Like mm -hmm. He said, you got to learn how to receive. And oh gosh, that's good. Yeah. I need that too. <laughs> <laughs> and man, I was in shock. I mm -hmm. was like, that's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended up transferring mm -hmm. and never had to spend a dollar here. Mm -hmm. After my junior year, uh, which was paid, I got mm -hmm. a job at this school, mm -hmm. which paid for the whole school. Yeah. I did senior year. Yeah, that's how, how I transferred. God <laughs> moves so yeah. much. So crazy. He always makes a way. Yeah. Always. always. And like, it, it's just crazy because like, he was like a little seed that was planted in your heart. Yeah. And he did all the rest. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to do anything, obviously. You had to work for it. You had to talk to people. You had to yeah. go places. But he did everything. Yeah. And um, moving a little bit back to sports, what is one thing that you feel like is different, like playing sports in America that is different from Brazil? Mm. Like, culture rights. Because, like, in here we play with people from all over the world. Yeah. We practice with everyone. Yeah. But in Brazil, we don't have the privilege. So what are some differences that you see from Brazilians and like America to people from other cultures? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I guess that experience of playing with people all around the world, I guess you and me, we never thought that we would be playing with and meeting all those people. And I guess we take, a lot of times we take that for granted. We do. That like, we don't appreciate, man, it's so amazing that there's people all over here bring different cultures, different visions, different way of doing things. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that added a lot to me, just learning more about different people mm -hmm. and how to interact with them, how to meet their needs. Yeah. And I think sometimes uh, some, uh, yeah, uh, that, that could be explored more by the coaches and yeah. even by the teammates. Uh, it's so special. Uh, yeah, the discipline that we have here as well, just mm -hmm. I went to college in Brazil, we had club teams mm -hmm. in the college but nothing organized mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. like supported as it, it is here and it's a dream uh, before coming <laughs> I knew like I said man I have access to the gym I have access to every I have like a buffet to eat every Literally. day <laughs> food every day uh, and the teammates they, they give all the uniforms that we get all mm -hmm. the cleats or all their spikes to run and we get shoes to travel. I say, man, like that, everything. Yeah, that's a dream. <laughs> uh, that aspect, definitely, those things, yeah, was was different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you think that it's different sharing the gospel with people from other cultures and from people like from Brazil, for example, or people from America? Because mm. now we're we're used to sharing the gospel with people from America. Like it's different sharing the gospel with a Brazilian and an American, or sharing the gospel with I don't know someone from. Spain, for example. How do you think that's challenging for you? How do you think that's different? Yeah, you know, it's it's a little bit difficult for me to answer that question just because when I was in Brazil, 
I was not following Christ as I should. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have much the experience of sharing Christ with my, my mm -hmm. Brazilian friends or That's just with point. people. Uh, however, uh, what I learned here with my experience is that the most important thing, or not most important, but the thing is getting to know the person. Yeah, true. And yeah, you know, although we are all from, from different places, we are all human beings. Mm -hmm. And we all have ways, uh, the, the same needs, uh, kind of, uh, just to feel that we are heard, just yeah. to, uh, we love when people get interested in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I always love listening to them and just getting to know them. And then when I feel is that is the moment, if I know that I, I will see then again, can build that friendship. Mm -hmm. I introduce the gospel. Yeah. A lot of times it's good here because like we are surrounded by a bunch of people every day. Mm -hmm. In Brazil, it's a kind of, when I think now, is more selective because you it go really to work is. and it's a smaller group mm -hmm. of people. Here's so many people. Yeah, because we live together and we're yeah. together all the time. It's exactly. something that I love about college in America. It's yeah. so cool. It's like a big family. Yeah, like 800 people, because mm -hmm. you can see 800 people every day mm -hmm. because they live here. Yeah. And then you can create friendships with all of them. Yep. So you see much more people every day, mm -hmm. uh, which is good and allow you to listen. So mm -hmm. I try to build that friendship and then a lot of times because we see each other every day, people get interest in just the way I live yeah. and they wonder like, why do you live like that? Yeah. And then I, it's a chance to introduce the gospel and, and build that friendship. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of like that. And during competition, this might be a little hard for you to explain, but I feel like everyone kind of knows how to prepare physically for <laughs> competing, right? Yeah. Because we kind of have like a set of like rules or, or a direction that coaches give to us. So we know how to warm up. We know what time we have to be there. It's all given to us. Yeah. But mentally... I feel like it's something that people don't talk much about because mm -hmm. it's very personal in a way, but something that works for you might work for someone else. Yeah. So how do you prepare mentally before a competition? Yeah, very, very important question. Yeah, uh, and mentally is like a big part of the competition. Like 90%. Uh, yeah, your thoughts and, and how you uh, relax and the things you think. Uh, we will affect a lot. Yeah. Uh, what I try to do, and I'm working on it, ac it actually, uh, I'm trying to not use much my cell phone mm -hmm. that week, uh, trying to do, so I, I spend some time, some time doing some breathing exercises, mm -hmm. and I spend time praying every morning, mm -hmm. uh, which is good because I feel that I free my mind up and I meditate in scriptures that helps me a lot to go mm -hmm. through the day. And during the competition, I try to make a lot of visualization uh, night before, mm -hmm. I always lay down on my bed and I think about the race. I think how I'm going to ex execute that. I picture different moments mm -hmm. of me uh, doing the race and what I, I'm going to be thinking, how yeah. I'm going to be feeling. Uh, sometimes it doesn't go as we plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, again, our minds end up tricking us. Uh, yeah, but just resting and try to think and free up my mind mm -hmm. and, yeah, not fill that in with much distraction. Yeah, the visualization part for me is very important because mm -hmm. I'm very visual. Yeah. So I like to see what I'm doing. So, for example, I practice, I like people to record me, 
for yeah. example, because then I can see what I'm doing wrong. So visualizing like before the race is something that I do too. I, I see myself like in every single spot on that yeah. 400 meter <laughs> track, knowing exactly what I have to do. Again, it most certainly it won't go everything as planned because <laughs> there are so many things that are not in our control. Yeah. Like, almost everything, but it helps me a lot too. And do you have a verse that you use in competition to help you? Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, the verse that is always with me is, for we know that in all things God works for good mm -hmm. uh, of those who love Him and walk according to His purpose is Roma 8.28. I feel that that verse, uh, yeah, is always in my mind. Yeah, God, uh, show that through your life. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, I try to... Yeah, keep in mind that despite the results, of course we get frustrated mm -hmm. when we don't run how we expect it. And come on, you're training and then uh, you you don't run in the race while you're training. Uh, but I always try to remind myself that there is a bigger purpose of being here. Yeah, that's good. I, do, I, I get to do track mm -hmm. during my time here. Mm -hmm. And I'm very blessed for that. So I think that verse just give me the, the peace of mm -hmm. for we know that in all things mm -hmm. oh you run the time that we are supposed to run great you didn't run the time to <laughs> all things mm -hmm. you know you finished the race great yeah. you didn't finish the race all things mm -hmm. work for the good yeah. uh, if I'm walking according to his purpose so, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm a trying, big part yeah, <laughs> try to walk with his purpose yeah. and that verse definitely fills it in yeah. yeah I like the I get to because this is something that we have to like Again, it's our minds because sometimes we're like, "Oh, I have to run that. I have to do that." Like, yeah. and that mindset won't take you anywhere. Yeah. Because you get to do that. You get to practice. You chose to be there. Exactly. You yeah. get to you compete. Sometimes we have the mindset that we have to do things. Like, I have to practice. Yeah. I have to run that, and that won't <laughs> take you anywhere because we have to have the mindset that we chose to be there. We chose to give the glory to God. Yeah. We chose to go and honor people. We chose to compete. Yeah, and I, I, I really like it because that's one of the things that I think when I run track, like I came here to play soccer. Mm -hmm. I never stepped on, a, to, to no lie, I stepped on track once in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I'm never, on the same boat. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. So yeah, when I step on the track for practice or for anything, <laughs> I said, man, like, I'm a soccer player. <laughs> like, and I'm running here and running those crazy times for a mm -hmm. soccer player and getting to experience all of that. It's just, you know, that's when I wake up. I, I always remember this is the day that the Lord has made. Mm -hmm. Rejoice and be glad at it. And so when I go to the cafeteria, like, mm -hmm. man, it, it's just, I have amazement. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't have to eat again. I get to yeah, eat again. <laughs> like, it's amazing that I have food available every day. Yeah. And of We're course... We're literally eating that food in another country. Yeah. Like, sometimes I have to stop myself from leaving life like automatically you exactly. know? I have to stop yeah. myself and be thankful like I walk around the school I'm like God thank you for bringing me here thank you for those trees thank you for yeah. the food I'm about to eat because this is not normal what we're leaving here oh, for us Brazilians a yeah. is a dream <laughs> yeah is it uh, there's a, an author that says what you appreciate mm -hmm. appreciates yeah so that's much so good yeah, I love that verse because if I appreciate that I have a pillow to sleep, mm -hmm. my pillow is going to look amazing <laughs> every single time I go to sleep. And I don't have a lavage pillow, by the way. When I did my internship at the church after my freshman year, mm -hmm. I, uh, one of the pastors hosted me for a little bit. 
And I never had a pillow so good. <laughs> so before I left his house, I, I asked him, can I take the pillow with me? <laughs> no. I did. <laughs> and he gave me, and I have this until this That's day. Funny. I swear, guys, the best, if you want to find me. What kind of pillow? Do you have the brand? Do you know the brand? I don't know the brand, but it's a pillow that like has a wave, a big wave on the top, and then a small wave on the bottom. So like your head is like... Yeah, you lay it on your head, it fits perfectly. That's I swear, amazing. guys, if you don't if know, just talk to me or be honest, you know, later. Made all the different. I never slept so good That's like great. that. Okay, so last question What is something that sports has taught you about God? Mm. You know, someone asked me the other day with all my plans on running. <coughs> Uh, if I if if it didn't happen, uh, mm-hmm. how would you feel about it? And I what say, are some of your plans before you share that? What are some of your plans? Well, uh, I last last season I ended up running a great time, mm-hmm. like, it was great time. Uh, I didn't plan on keep running after college, but then because of that time, I thought, man, if I can run that again, mm-hmm. maybe I can get a, a spot on the Brazilian team mm-hmm. or at least run the tryouts there. Uh, it was a crazy time. It was a 44.5 a split on the 4x4. Four four. Oh, yeah. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, which was unbelievable. So I spoke with a bunch of coaches. Like, it's very difficult. It's, it's not an easy task. But I said, man, like, I, I love working out. I, I, I'm going to run anyways. Mm-hmm. So why not just try Practice it? for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then someone asked, but Miguel, what if? Nah. Of course, in my mind, in my preparation, mm-hmm. I don't think that that might not happen. But, yeah. you know, the main thing is my identity is not in there. Mm-hmm. My identity is in Christ. So, in my relationship with Christ, despite what happened in the track, mm-hmm. I know who I am in Him. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, uh, that would be bring a little bit of frustration at the moment. Mm-hmm. But that would not define who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to keep in mind uh, when practicing, when competing. Uh, it's just uh, track sports is like a gift. It's the grace of God given to us it to is. do something. Uh, and it's a great uh, opportunity to share time with people and mm-hmm. share Christ with people. Use this sport as a platform. Uh, yeah. But yeah, one of the main things is just, okay, uh, sports won't define you. It, mm-hmm. it, it kind of strengthens my relationship with him mm-hmm. because it's a gift that I can use. Uh, and it doesn't matter what happened. Mm-hmm. We know that in all things works for the good of yeah. those who walk with him. Uh, so it just bring, brings more appreciation mm-hmm. for his grace in my life to allow me to do sports here, yeah. to be involved with more people. Uh, yeah, just because of my decision to, ah, I'm going to try to run again. I got involved with the team again. Mm-hmm. I got a, a, to help as an assistant coach yeah. volunteer. I got connected with Coach Souther. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing, man. It, mm-hmm. He's one of the men that I have been learning so much lately and inspires me. Uh, mm-hmm. So just because of one decision that I made. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's amazing to see how God works and makes me appreciate even more His grace. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the end the third episode of the audience of one podcast i hope you enjoyed it miguel thank you so much for coming here talking to us sharing your story and i hope you guys could be blessed by it and i'll see you guys in the next episode bye thank you thank <laughs> you uh yeah for doing that is amazing i hope many people get to see yes. i know that many people will be blessed with that yeah i appreciate you take the time and inviting mm-hmm. me for that thank you thank you see you guys <laughs> see you all